Praise the Lord for the hidden Christ in us. Amen. So that, uh, this morning we come to um, chapter 19 of the economy of God, which is the hidden Christ in our spirit. <clears throat> so this morning we want to fellowship a little bit on how to enjoy this hidden Christ in your spirit. Amen. Tell you the truth, not only we need this, but every believer in Christ needs to know how to enjoy the hidden Christ in their spirit. Now, many Christians will say that Christ is in you, Christ is in me. But where is this Christ, and how do we experience this Christ? You know, uh, Peter may say he lives in Lake Forest. Wonderful. But Lake Forest is still a pretty good-sized city. It would be pretty hard. You say, uh, so how am I going to find Peter? You see what I'm saying? Well, I need to know what his address is. And then I need to... You know, I, I need to come to his house, there, get in, yeah. get there. <clears throat> well, to say Christ is in you or Christ is in me, well, that's still, that's wonderful, but how do we experience such a Christ? So the marvelous thing is that the Bible gives us a wonderful picture, and uh, this picture we've also referred to previously. In fact, I'll show you. I'd never erased the board uh, because we had it from a previous time going through, I think it was chapter 3. Oops, let me get it out here. Um, I'll just show this to you. We did this little illustration a number of months ago, and I never erased it. It's, uh, it's, and it's in the economy of God, and it has man's three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Uh, and it has the three parts of the tabernacle, which is the outer court, the holy place, uh, and the holy of holies. Okay, so what we want to talk about now is the experiences that we need to know the hidden Christ. Okay? So, uh, just one verse I'd like to mention is in um, 1 Corinthians 6.19. Paul does indicate that we are the temple, uh, God's temple. It says there, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Which you, which the, the, the Holy Spirit that's in you. Okay? This is, this is wonderful. So, you know, Paul often uses pictures, right. types from the Old Testament to show us something that we should experience today as the spiritual reality. Okay, so the fact that we are the temple means that we too need to have this kind of temple experience. Okay, so the temple had, the Old Testament temple had three ports, outer court, holy place, and holy of holies, and we have three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Now, before a person is saved, they're not even in the outer court. But when we come to the Lord Jesus, we come to the altar, the cross. Okay, what happens at the cross? There, that's where the offerings were offered. And we know that Christ, as the Passover lamb, the lamb of God, was sacrificed for us. In fact, 1 Corinthians 5.7 says this. It says, For our Passover Christ has been sacrificed. So, even from the first moment, a sinner would say, Lord Jesus, thank you. You're the Lamb of God who died for my sins. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I thank you. I receive your, your redemption. Thank you. You paid the price for me. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. They experienced the cross of Christ. Only if you do that even once in your life, that would, that would bring you into the, the, the sphere of God's realm, God's kingdom. But that's not the end. Because along with the altar, the cross of Christ, there was the laver. The laver was full of washing water. The priest, to enter into God's dwelling, had to be washed. 
So we know that this has to do with the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And 1 Corinthians 6.11 says this. It says, And these things were some of you. And it talks about all these sinful and dark things. But you were washed. Amen. You were sanctified. Amen. You were justified. Amen. In the name and in the Spirit of our God. So we realize that along with the cross, we have the washing of the Spirit, the work of the Spirit. And the first experience, we get regenerated. So if you've been right. redeemed by the blood of Jesus, you've been uh, re regenerated by the, the Spirit, you're in, you've, you've come to the outer court, right? Amen. Well, but that is not the stopping point. Right. Unfortunately, many Christians, they say, well, praise God, 37 years ago, I, I, I met the Savior. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. But we need to realize, according to this picture, that's not the stopping point. Right. Don't stay at the cross. Don't remain at the labor. So what do we need to do? We need to uh, pass through. I tell you the truth, it's not that even every morning we can pass through. Amen. Get up, right. you're just in your, I don't know, your old man, the old creation. You're just in your dead bag of bones body and you just bring that bag of bones to the cross and say, Lord Jesus, thank you, you're my offerings. Amen. Lord, thank you for your redeeming blood. Amen. I don't care how I feel, but I just apply it right now. Amen. And then start calling on the name of the Lord Amen. and the Spirit as the washing spirit will just refresh you and wash you. Amen. So it's not just that it's once for all and you're done and for the rest of your life. Right. We could pass through every day and enjoy the, the effect, efficacy of the Lord's blood Amen. and, the, and the, the washing of His spirit. But that's for something. And what is that? Well, the next thing is we need to pass into the holding place. And uh, the first thing we experience there, if you look according to the outline, is what? We can, we can read that. First, we experience the showbread table or the bread of the presence. Amen. And that is what? A type of Christ as our food. For he is the bread of life, our abundant life supply. Okay, so what do we have? John 6.35, what does it say? Uh, oh, it's not on your sheet. Okay, didn't have room to put it on there. It says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Amen. He who comes to me. What do we need to do every morning, saints? Come, Come to the Lord. Amen. And shall by no means hunger. It's good we sang that song. Oh, hunger nevermore. He who believes into me shall by no means ever thirst. Amen. So, you know, the children of Israel, every morning, you know, when Lord Jesus said this, He says, My Father, you know, uh, Moses didn't give you the real bread out of heaven. My Father gave you the bread. Right. So, what is this? This, the bread of God, is He who comes down. Right. Okay, so the children of Israel, every morning, had to eat the bread. Right. Well, we need to eat Christ as our life supply. Amen. We need to receive His supply to live the Christian life. Amen. So we need to come to the table to feed on Christ just like the children of Israel did. So have you gone from the outer court to experiencing Him as your daily manna? Amen. Are you feeding on Jesus? Amen. Daniel, did you feed on Jesus this morning? You don't need, I'm not going to expose you. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? You need to ask yourself. Yeah. Peter, did you, did you enjoy Christ as your manna this morning? Mm -hmm. I hope so. Okay? But that's still not it. You know, along with that, there was what? In here, there was also the lampstand. In the lampstand, there was the shining. Amen. So it's so wonderful. After we enjoy Christ as the bread, as our life supply, we have the light of life. In Him was life, and the life was the light. Amen. So what happens when we eat, we have some certain sense of life within. Amen. We need to pray according to that sense of life. Amen. As we do, we're brought into the next stage. That is into resurrection. To have Christ as our sweet savor of acceptance to God. Amen. Then we're able to be brought in, ushered in. So Christ is our what? He's our table of bread, our the 
bread of the tape on the table. He's our light of life, signified by the lampstand, and he is our sweet savor at the incense altar. Amen. This is awesome. So we Second Corinthians four two fourteen through fifteen says that we are manifested a savor savor of the knowledge of him through us in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ. That sweet incense of Christ is just oh God loves that, right? It's a savor to God. But that's not the destination. We could think, wow, I ate, I received the Lord as my supply, I was enlightened, I enjoy, entered into resurrection, but that's not it. That's not the end. Because we need to press on to the ark in the Holy of Holies. Amen. You know what it says in Hebrews 10, 19 through 20? Is that on there? Yes. Hebrews 10, 19 through 20? Yes. What does it say? Well, I, we didn't have the room to put on the sheet, but it says this. Having therefore, brothers, boldness Amen. for entering the Holy of Holies. Amen. Saints, we need to, what? Enter the Holy of Holies in the blood of Jesus, which entrance He initiated for us as a new and living way through the veil which is His flesh. So what does it say there? What's that point say? We need to... Why don't you read that one, We need to press on again in order to enter into the holiest of all. Right. The veil which is the flesh must be broken before we can enter the holiest of all. Okay, so we need to pass through. The Lord's veil, the veil was rent. His flesh was rent. But we need to have a kind of a rending that we could enter in. We don't want to stay outside, right? Okay, how about a sister's beat? You know, it's possible that we could just be receiving things from the Lord. The Lord supplied me. The Lord enlightened me. But when you get into the Holy of Holies, all you have is one thing. It's Christ Himself. Typified by the ark. There's not just things from the Lord. The Lord gave me this. The Lord supplied me with that. The Lord, no. Here, all we have is this wonderful person. It makes me think we went through the book of Colossians, right? Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of all creation. That he might have what? The firstborn from the dead. Oh, he might have the first place in all things. Eventually, we have nothing but Christ himself. Amen. May this be where we, where we aim to be. But when we get into Christ, we do have something. We have something deeper. We have to aspire to the saints, to go deeper. What do we have? We, now we have not just the open manna, but we have what? We have the hidden manna Amen. that's doubly hidden. It's hidden within the ark. It's hidden within the golden pot. We have the inner supply. Something hidden. Saint Todd, you need something hidden. Right? You need the hidden Christ. The hidden manna as your hidden supply. Not only that. Then there was the inner law of life. The inward... There's the inner law. Not just some outward enlightenment. But now we have an inner regulating. Oh, this this is deeper. And then there was something else. There was the budding rod. Not just an outward savor, but now there's there's something of resurrection in a deeper way. It was the, the, the secret budding rod. You know, I tell you the truth, when you go to contact someone at your work, you don't just need outward something outward. You need Christ as this inner supply. You need Christ even as your you know, if uh, if my wife talks to one of her coworkers at the hospital and she is enjoying Christ as the budding rod, they will realize, my she doesn't just speak as these other folks do. You know, like Christ, she speaks with authority. Amen. Not, not, like the, not like the scribes. You see, man, that, that word, you know, it says, the Lord, he's, he's just different. 
There's something special about when he speaks. He has the budding rod. You see, this comes from something, a deeper inward experience of Christ. So what's the point? The point in this fellowship our brother had was this, is we need to press on deeper into Christ. Okay? How about Hebrews 4.12? It says, is that, is that on the outline? For, oh, okay, we have 12 and 16. First, I was just touched with this, is we need a dividing because it says, the Word of God is living and operative, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of soul and spirit. We get from the soul into the spirit. Saints, this is simple. Every day, don't wander in your mind. But So the point, the lesson here is simple. We must go on. We must press on from the outer things. Even from, from, your, from your gifts, from your knowledge, from uh, even all your outward practices to the Christ who is now dwelling in your spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord we have this Christ in our spirit. So if we're not in the spirit, we need to pray. Oh, we need to pray to experience the cross, to have the dealing with the flesh, with the soul. And then, what is our goal? It's to get in. Get into the Holy Spirit. So let's, what does Hebrews 4.16 say? Let us therefore come forward with boldness Amen. to the throne of grace. Amen. Oh, that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. So here we need to press on to enter into our spirit in order to touch Christ, the throne of grace, and experience the deeper Christ as the hidden manna, the inner law, and then the secret budding rod. Okay? So, we need to check. Where am I? Okay? Don't be discouraged, but we need to be before the... Am I in the outer court? Right. Hopefully none of us are outside the outer court. If you are, let's pray. We'll pray right now and you'll get saved. Amen. But anyway, we need to consider. Am I in the outer court? Am I in the holy place? Or have I come into the holiest of all? To just have Christ as the very ark, the testimony of the Lord. Amen. I think this is very good, saints. So I hope this would be an encouragement to us. May the Lord be so merciful to us, right? Amen. That we would know where we are and we would press on to enjoy the hidden Christ Amen. in the fullest way. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.